welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. I'm your host, Andy Kaysen. And in this series, we're going to put ourselves in the shoes of a newcomer to the hobby. Someone that has just jumped in and started ripping a ton of packs and boxes and has amassed a pretty big collection, but of a bunch of different players. A lot of them, they have no clue who they are. A lot of these cards, they have no clue who they are. And they've never sold anything on eBay in terms of football cards yet. So they've made it to the point now after ripping so many packs and boxes that they realize they want to start developing a personal collection of their favorite players, of the players that they're passionate about, right? And not just a normal personal collection, but the 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 holy grail or the ultimate pursuit, right, is to build an incredibly rare uh, card collection of your favorite players. I mean, you should strive to want to, whether it's a, it's a rainbow or whether it's a certain insert, um, you know, typically guys will go after specific teams of players or maybe just a, a specific players in general. Maybe you play fantasy football and you want to parlay that with football cards and you want to collect the guys that have led you to championships or on your dynasty roster. But where do you start? Well, if you've been ripping all those packs and boxes, you've amassed quite a bit of cards that are worth some serious money. And the biggest marketplace for sports cards is eBay. So we're going to talk about setting up the eBay store, tips and tricks on how to get that going, how to build that eBay reputation, start getting those stars next to your name so you can start getting higher prices for your cards getting the eyeballs on your listings, getting the best sale prices at the end of the day, ultimately flipping the cards that you pulled in packs for a nice profit that you can then turn around and build the ultimate PC personal collection with. So we're going to start from the very beginning and take you guys through all these steps with my special guest, Ryan Hazlitt, Rhinoverse in the building, guys. And that is exactly what this this man, I just introduced you guys to his story into the hobby, kind of overview, not from, I'm sure, exactly his words. So we'll get his take on it. But uh, that is what we're here to do with Ryan's store review. Welcome in, Ryan. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. I've been uh, stoked to get this going. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh, ready to take the venture, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's a great venture. I, I see you got your, your Falcons jersey on. You got your Falcons hat on. So I'm guessing that it, that's your team. That, what, that who? The Falcons? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my Falcon hat never really leaves my head, really. It's pretty much on there 24-7, unless I'm at work. But uh, uh, I thought, figured, you know, you got, a, you got a Bucks guy over here. So why not kind of rub it on this a little bit? But, I mean, <laughs> we actually won y'all Super Bowls. So we just made appearances. <laughs> dude i there you know i i don't have as much hate for the falcons as i do for the saints and oh. i i think of like playing the falcons it's either you guys destroy us or we destroy you uh, there has been some close games in there sure but i mean i can remember there was there's a couple years i mean like when you guys were in your prime uh, like circa 2011 type time frame uh, or even, yeah, yeah, it was about 2011 to 2016, I think. I mean, you guys were just 
pretty much slaughtering us every year. And uh, I can remember some some big blowouts there. But it was like you, you don't hate those games as much as when they're super close and you win, lose, you know, based off a controversial flag or, oh, yeah. like a, you know, right at the end, like a toe tapper type of play at the end. So, um, yeah, I can, and, and and from a fantasy standpoint, it, like the Falcons running backs is where it's at. Specifically, Bijan Robinson just drafted out of this year's class. But, you know, I got I like me some Cordell Patterson, too. Yeah, I mean, so to go, comment on the on the Saints, so if there was four things I would take off the planet, it would be hunger, pollution, the Cowboys, and the Saints. So that would be the, the four things I would remove from the planet just to make the earth a better place. Uh, I don't know who I would take first, the Cowboys or the Saints. Like They both can go to the same train out of there. Um, yeah, so I'm a big – it's funny because uh, I'm in Texas, so uh, we have a lot of uh, – uh saints fans here from um from new orleans that live in this transplants from over here but um and so it's it's a definitely a healthy relation healthy uh, uh relationship and um fun rivalry for sure i do would like i would like to go to the uh to the, to the uh super dome one day and watch the falcons but i have to wait till they get a little more i'm a little more sure of myself before I go over there and have the have the uh, saints do what they normally do with us at their house so I dig it, man. So I was just uh, before you popped in, I was giving everybody in the chat, Derek, Thundering Cards, Chad, Bob, uh, see all you guys out there in the chat. Uh, James Wainwright, uh, unsubscribe. These guys I are hilarious. I, you know, and, and of course, you always get a little bit of uh, razzing for the sorry for the, uh, the the choke award or whatever you want to say. And the way I address that is all that was was won by was won by a coin toss. We won the first half. We annihilated in the first half. They annihilated us in the second half, and they just got the ball first. So, congrats. <laughs> got Larry, the STS guys. Always loving Larry's uh, profile pick there. Um, so, I was giving the guys a little bit of background about how you got into the football football card hobby. Um, you know, how you ripped a ton of boxes and packs over the past year. And this has been a lot of new product, right, Ryan? Yeah, so uh, to rewind just a little bit, I, I, I've collected comics for a while. I used to collect cards when I was a kid. I did uh, comic books when I was a kid, when younger, and then I moved into football cards and kind of took that same trajectory here. I started with, uh, got back into comics when my wife was pre pregnant with our first child and then um, decided to do something a little bit different when she got pregnant with the second child. And so I started going back to football cards. And it's, wow. It was such a drastic change. Like comics and it never really changed the style of, of what you did in, in comics. But in cards, it was completely different, completely different landscape as far as, far as how collecting, how people collected, what they collected, uh, what you're looking for. Um, back in my day, we used to do sets. We used to love collect sets. Nowadays, you can just go ahead and make turn that into toilet paper nowadays because it just doesn't do anything. And so um, when I got into the hobby, uh, the pack thing was kind of cool and it, i was like i'll check oh, i'll buy a pack here and there and then i i couldn't believe some of the pricing uh that people are paying for cards and i still i i talked to someone yesterday another buddy of mine here locally and some of the prices that that these cards go for it's still it just it just shocks me i'm i'm, I'm my job i've never ceased to be amazed by how much some of these cards go for um so i started getting into packs because 
it was readily available. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff in the stores and I like the challenge of trying to uh, beat the scalpers. Um, that was always fun to try to say, okay, I started learning like when they started coming into the stores and when Walmart dropped and when Target, the lady at Target started doing those over there and started, you know, finding these little, these little nooks and crannies where you can kind of get cards at. And, you know, so that was kind of fun. I, I liked the hunt. That's what I liked about, about comics was the hunt. And so when I figured that out, then, I, you know, I started getting in, heavy into buying uh, uh, packs. And I was really butthurt for a while because people kept saying they pull like signature cards. I'm like, man, I've been opening packs and packs and packs and packs. And how are people pulling these signature cards? I don't understand. I opened so many packs for the longest time. Never pulled one signature card or nothing of, 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 of any kind of uh, specialty or, you know, any that was worth anything. Then I found out about numbered cards. I was like, huh, they actually put the number on the card. <laughs> So this is how green it was because we didn't have those back in the day. And in comics, you have numbered comics, but they they don't print them on the on the on the comics. So I was I was I was like, wow, they're on the card. So I went back and I have this stack of cards. I started going through and I said, oh, this has got a number on it. Oh, this has got a number on it. So I started just pulling all these ones that had numbers just in a stack of random cards. So that was uh uh that was pretty cool. And then um then I started learning about hobby boxes, and I was like, man, a hobby box that's that's so expensive. How do you know? But then I started seeing the value of that. And it was like, wow, it, it, it didn't take no time. You know, I'm a financial planner advisor by by uh, by trade. And I wouldn't recommend this as a good investment, but it's a fun it's a fun uh, uh, pastime for sure. Um, but uh, I was like, OK, I started seeing like, hey, I can spend more money on a hobby box and get a lot more bang out of it than I could have buy in a hundred uh, blasters or mega boxes. Or whatever. So that's what I started do, going to. And, and pretty much now, that's all the only thing I'll get. I have I work with a store here locally in Houston area, and I do. Um, they buy a lot of uh, uh, trade a lot of stuff from me that I have because I'll open packs and packs and open tons of stuff, and then I just bring them, let them uh, look through it, so that they, they can fill their store shelves up with a uh, product. So it, it, we got a I got a pretty good relationship going on there. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting that uh, those optic uh, boxes coming out. They're supposed to come out, I think, the tenth. I don't know if that's happening or not, but. Um, uh, I do enjoy, you know, uh, uh, opening uh, packs. It's just something about it. It's a lot of fun. I'm not a gambler. I don't really, I've never gambled. I'm not, not big into that at all. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a waste of money, but then I started seeing how it, there is like a gambling aspect to the, the card uh, pack opening uh, uh, process. 100%. I think it's fascinating that y y you mentioned you started out with the, the retail hunting and uh, I mean, that's that's a massive appeal that, you know, drove tons of people in in the hobby in the beginning when you could literally you, it was so hard to find any prism, any optic, any downers on the shelves and you could grab it and flip it sealed for, you know, two, three X. Maybe sometimes, you know, now you look at the price for what 2020 has gone up par partly because of the draft class. But um, yeah, I mean, it's such a such a gambling aspect there. And people love the appeal of being able to buy a, a buy a pack of cards off the shelf at Walmart or Target or whatever, and potentially get like a thousand dollar plus valued card in there, you know. So that drives that up. And then you mentioned the hobby boxes, and so I'm curious where you get your hobby boxes from. And and I I've kind of seen the same thing. I do feel that you get you get obviously you get more inserts. They put a lot more inserts in hobby boxes. That's clear. You also have a guarantee a lot of times of getting an autograph, getting some other memorabilia, which, you know, we can we can discuss memorabilia as we, we get down the road here. But um, 
I do. I am curious, like where, where do you, where did you primarily start getting your hobby boxes and which hobby boxes uh, were you buying? So initially um, I, I, there's only two stores here in the Houston area, which is really weird because so for as big as Houston is, you would think there was more. And that was one of the things that blew me away. Cause I was like, there's gotta be more shops in my area, but there's only two shops in the Houston area that really gets the uh, hobby boxes uh, uh, there's one called Old Bar Ballpark in, uh, in Alvin, just south of here. And then there's one in Houston. That's one I typically go to mostly. It's called Houston Sports Connection. And uh, they've been around for a long, long time. And they get just like they have they have hobby boxes going back for years and years on the on the shelves. And they get new stuff in. And, you know, it, it comes in and you kind of have to if you're not there, it'll just be gone by the time you get to it. Because how many people are buying these things in bulk? And um, I, the first hobby box I, I, I purchased or, or got was Phoenix because it was just a cool it was a cool card. I enjoyed it. I didn't see much of it. And coming from the comic world, uh, you want things that are more rare. They want things that are like a little, little less scarce that maybe you don't have so many of. And so I liked the Phoenix because I realized that there's no retail for Phoenix. It's just hobby boxes. So. It would have to be a collector that would go to a a, a, uh, a collector that would go to a shop to get those type of cards. You couldn't just get them at Target or Walmart, and that that appealed to me. So I started. I I, I got a couple of boxes there, uh, and then I've gotten like this year. I got the Prism from this year, and um, I got I guess Optic uh, is coming out. And like I said, in the, in the next couple of weeks, I got I got Phoenix this year as well. Um, I'm trying to think what other, what other boxes I've got, but I, I, I like the hobby box because like you said, it gives you uh, inserts and still the inserts, it seems like they're very hit or miss. Um, but the guarantee of like getting an auto um, and even that is kind of weird because you can get it two autos, but it can be two like offensive lineman rookies from like the fourth or fifth round. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're kind of left holding the bag on that. Um, that unfortunately, fortunately, that hasn't happened to me too much. Um, the last I, in my last hobby, which was Prism, I got uh, Derek Stingley from uh, that. He was a, a first round pick for the Texans, which is good for my area. Anytime I get Texas up, it's good for my area because I'm in Houston. Um, but I got hit. I got his auto, and then I didn't get a second autograph, but I did pull a manga card. So I guess they swapped Ooh. out the autograph for the manga. Hey, not going to complain with that. Who was who was on the manga? Uh, Barry Sanders. Uh, I pulled. I pulled. I brought it out so you can. Yeah, it's uh, get Barry Sanders. Fire! Not gonna complain with that one bit. So part of what we're gonna do here on the show, Ryan, is you just that's that sounds like a ton of cards you've now got. I see cards stacked up behind you. Uh, yeah, I mean, with with all the boxes you just mentioned, the one thing I know about hobby boxes, you get a lot of cards out of the box. I mean, you get a lot of base cards you get a lot of inserts you get some rare cards and if you're lucky you pull a manga barry sanders man right there and just hit the hit the jackpot <laughs> yeah this year has been really good to me as far as polls go um i don't know if you want to get into the whole downtown thing but uh yeah it's been it's been really good as far as polls go this year so uh, well i am curious like which which brand well before i ask you which brand is there any has there been anything that you've noticed uh, in common, like a common denominator? What, what would you say is the biggest common denominator or something that you've noticed in common between all the boxes that you've ripped hobby boxes? So. 
So one of the, I want us to do one thing as far as, re, I want to talk about retail and then I'll talk about hobby. One of the things I noticed about retail is that if you get to the, like your blasters or your, or if they have a mega, if you get to them right when they hit the shelves, like in that first month, it seems like they're a lot more stacked with uh, autos and, um, oh. and numbered cards. I think that they put out uh, those initially on the front, on the front lines when they come out. Because then people start pulling, they're talking about it, and then it causes more people to go out and go buy it. That's <laughs> how they suck people in. I mean, it makes perfect sense. If I was yeah. Panini, I would load up the initial boxes. So it's like people pull it, they tell their friends about it, this and that. Dude, that that yeah. is a, a brilliant observation. Yeah, that's one of the things I've noticed there. Because like like this, or even like with Prestige, like I I, I thought something was weird because I, I pulled like three autos out of like four or five boxes. But then after that, I kept pulling. Like, I couldn't find anymore after that. And I was like, that's so weird. But then I started to figure I started seeing kind of like a trend. It's always the first few boxes, the first month or so. And then after that, it really starts drying out. Like you see a lot of uh, like even last year's um, was that the very last set that came out um, last year. The uh, not contenders. Um, For 2023? Uh, the Chronicles. The Chronicles. Or 2022 yeah yeah the chronicles you could find those all over the place and they're kind of left around because the first initial wave of them had a lot of good cards but now those those that best last wave is just terrible there's nothing but you know commons in them now as far as like hobby boxes it's very seems like it's very hit or miss it it feels like you're gonna get a box that's like it's legit or you're gonna get one and be like dang i gotta get another box or <laughs> you're gonna feel sad about what you pick so it's there's not like a Outside of like, can you find? I there's no, I don't know any difference of way. You know, I I I mean, I know there's people that weigh stuff or whatever. The only thing I've ever like tried to do is like try to see if something's heavier in my hands, <laughs> but that could go two ways, I guess. But anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, I check out the uh, the uh, the weight at the store and see like, hey, you know, is one heavier than another? And it seems like that the heavier one will have like you know will have like a memorabilia or something like that in it. But as far as like the the hobby boxes, uh, I did like the Phoenix. It seems like they had like a little more, a few more hits in it. And I still don't know if they'll, if they'll end up being more valuable because there's less of them. I'm really kind of waiting to see how that turns out because you would think that they're scarce that they'd be they would be a little more valuable. But again, the comic. The comic collectors or the card collectors, I'm saying, sorry, the card collectors are so different from the comic collectors because they go for different things. And it's almost like the more popular a card is, even though it's readily available, it will still garner a lot of uh, a higher uh, return. Sure. And, and that's and that's why the base prism rookie card, especially in a PSA 10 slab, still does what it does today. But and, and between that. And the coveted rated rookie, even if it's, you know, in the, the base Donruss set that's on that base uh, paper card stock. If you can get that sucker and get it in a PSA 10 grade, you can potentially take a Trevor Lawrence from a $10 raw card on eBay all day long and turn that into an $80 or $100 uh, card all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. So there's uh, there's big potential there. And it, and it, and it goes back to the, the brand recognition on the card. So... I'm curious from from your standpoint of ripping all these boxes, which brand have you had the best success with? And and maybe this is a luck component, right? Because we just talked yeah. about all the luck that kind of goes into it and how quickly you get it. And you're getting a lot of stuff from your local uh, card shop. So I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that they're they're in the know, like they're getting product um, when it, it's getting released and stuff. So. 
Yeah. So like the hobby boxes, I haven't seen like, like a very like heavy at the beginning or heavy at the back end on the hobby boxes, the retails I have, but the hobby it's been really hit or miss on those boxes. Um, uh, it doesn't seem like, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm real excited. I've been waiting for these optics come out because we haven't had a, like a good set to, to open up since, I guess, since uh, prison, but um, that has been, that has been good. Now I've had some, I don't know if you call it luck or if I just knew how to get the right blasters as far as genres comes, because I've hit a number of downtowns and that has been, I, I, at one time looked up, I thought there was cameras on me somehow because I've met, because of the amount I've pulled thus far. And I'm just like, I didn't, until, until this year, I had only pulled one, but I pulled six this year. You pulled six downtowns this yeah. year? Out of how many uh, Donruss hobby boxes? It's out of uh, these are actually out of blasters, and I've it's been maybe about thirteen blasters, maybe thirteen. Wow, or 14. man! About a about a fifty percent fifty percent pull rate on the downtown, which is advertised as a case hit, and the case is supposedly twelve hobby boxes. Yeah, I've been um, real curious as to hear if there's anyone else out there because, I mean, like I pulled the first one. And it was Barry Sanders. I was really excited because, you know, you, you get you hit like a downtown. I was kind of like tripping. Uh, then like the second one was a Josh Allen. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, I, when I got the first Barry, I took it to the shop that I usually go to and, and they took it in as uh, uh, for uh, for trade. And I used it for for toward my hobby boxes. But the the Barry uh, came out first, and then the Josh Allen was second. Um, and I was like, you know, I was pretty much like, yeah, this is like, this is what I'll, this will be, you know, this will all I'll see this whole year. So I was happy to get two. Then I I pulled another one. It was a Rob Gunkowski, and I was like, it was just I was I was I couldn't believe it again. Um, and then I started thinking, well, maybe I can, maybe I'll pull another one. I don't know. So I went and what I did was I would go, since it was a case hit, I was going to different retail stores. So I would go to like to a different Walmart or a different target or whatever. And, um, I always pulled the fourth box, but I know there's no, there's no re rhyme or reason to how they're, how they're in there. It's just my, I like number four. So I always pulled number four box, but like even at uh, Barnes and Nobles, I would tell them, give me the fourth box and in, in down there and they have to, to grow, pull, have to pull down a couple of boxes and give me, give me the one I wanted. And then I pulled uh, a Kenny Pickett. Um, so that was really awesome. Nice. Then I pulled Adrian Peterson. And I thought for sure that was the last one I was going to pull. Uh, and then last week uh, I went to a target run or a, a Walmart um, around not too far from here. And they have been doing a lot of, um, I figured that that first wave or whatever was happening in that set, that, 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 that flux of like a product that came out, you must have maybe overpacked them with them or something like that. Um, but uh, so I knew like, I seems like the, all the, the I've pulled, I've gotten about three or more boxes since then. I haven't seen anything thus far, but I did get one, the last box at, at this Walmart that was having a bunch of construction done. So they were closed for a little bit. And the last box had another Kenny Pickett in it. What's downtown? Yeah, so I pull. I got two two Kenny Pickett downtowns, a Josh Allen, a Barry Sanders, Rob Gronkowski, and AP. Holy crap, man! So, I mean, 
this this is like the first uh major tip and a lot of it it's i mean i, I would imagine it's outside of your control but you, yeah guys if, if you buy in retail try and get it when it first drops uh and if and if you if you are going to be ripping to then flip on ebay to build your personal collection it's best to start with some good cards and downtown is a good card i mean uh looking at the sales results here sharing on the screen downtown sell they sell a lot ryan uh these yeah. cards sell for good money um if you go back in time look at 2019 downtown there's literally only 69 results right now on ebay 2020 now all of a sudden you're starting to get into like that five six hundred range and then 2021 you can see uh 1500 plus but then you come 2022 because it is a new product we're going back down right now there's only about 650 to 700 listings of downtown um on ebay that classify in football and there's also 2021 you can think about it, some of those are college downtown so we're specifically talking about pro downtowns here um and uh that that's a good card i mean i don't know in, in terms of aesthetics ryan do you like it better than the look of a kaboom or uh do you think a kaboom is better than a downtown uh, I like the the downtown because I I'm an, I like art and I think it's cool that they put like you know these just just like like the Josh Allen one is pretty cool because I like the big buffalo in the back <laughs> and and you pulled seven of them so yeah, yeah. It's, it's just cool like the big like buffalo in the back it's just like those are pretty cool uh, and then uh, like the AP one was it's, it, it's got a big uh, Viking back here in the corner if you kind of see him. Let me see if I get it. Yeah. <laughs> just They're just interesting to look at. Um, and then I've always thought Gronk was just a cool, was just a cool cat. Uh, so, and this is right up your alley with the whole uh, Bronco situation. Yeah. Or not Bronco, Buccaneer situation. Sorry. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Veteran, veteran Gronk right now, that veteran Gronk Tampa Bay downtown uh, 2022 is it, that's about 175, 200 to 200 dollar card. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just cannot believe. That's uh, <laughs> just. I, I yeah exactly. I thought about. It. I was like, man, I don't know if I just smoked all my uh, my my lottery juju on <laughs> downtowns. <laughs> I should have taken some numbers off of some of the boxes or something like that and used them on lottery tickets or something. Because I think I just I think all my juice has got spent on downtowns. So I think you're I think you're joining. We're starting this show at the perfect time, and the reason why I say that is because I'm going to use your downtown as a primary example, right? Uh, you've got some a mix between some very very relevant active players and some Hall of Famers there that are retired, but everybody knows their name. Like everybody knows who Rob Gronkowski and Adrian Peterson and Barry Sanders is, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you've got guys like Kenny Pickett entering his second year on the Pittsburgh freaking Steelers, one of the biggest fan bases in the country. He's the hometown kid, went to Pitt. Um, he's in an ascending offense. I mean, they're, they're going to all signs point to them getting better this year, entering his second year. Uh, so people are still very hyped up. You can see the, the sales prices, and, and you also had a Josh Allen, too, right? And yeah. You pulled a Josh Allen. So th these cards right now are selling for some really good money. Obviously, you're on a you're you're looking at a positive ROI on the boxes you rip. But my concern is that once Optic is released, the Optic downtowns 
may supersede mm. these base Donruss downtowns. Now, all of a sudden, these are Oops. still very, they're still liquid, right? They're still liquid, but they're just not quite yeah. as valuable. Holding the, yeah, the same value. Yeah, because now you have the optic laser downtowns, plus you have all the other, other optic, uh, just regular optic hollow downtowns that are printed on a thicker cardstock with the optic finish to them. Yeah, I liked it. And I, like I said, I've been waiting for those optics to come out. I'm looking right now to see if they have a, a release time on the on Pini's site. Uh, no, it just still says coming soon. They originally were supposed to come out on the 10th, so I guess they get they got pushed back a little bit. Yeah, that that uh, ho 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 there is get that garners a lot of uh, attention. The, the Santa. Claus. The question is, did you pull a Santa Claus? I did not do that one. That one I did not. And so, the, the other part of me, you know, is that. I've I've sent books in for grading, um, but I have I've never sent any cards in, and I, and I feel like, you know, I need to look at them. A couple of the cards, I think it was the Josh Allen. The Josh Allen has like a print line that goes through it, and all of them have it. If you pull that Josh Allen up that we just saw, I almost guarantee in the description it's going to say that it has a print line or something in it. If you look in the description, I wonder. I'd be interested in see if that's what it says. Let's see. So this is a great, uh, great example here. Uh, so the, let's look at the picture. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's on the front. It's like above his. Yeah, it's kind of like above him, or yeah, it's right around. It's right around the, his. So look in the description if they say it. Um, it might be an it might be an angle you can't see. You kind of have to put it at an angle to see it. Definitely, I think it's Josh Allen. Uh, now, now, real quick bef be before I do that, do have you set up your eBay store at all? My eBay store is set up, but it's uh, it's it's very clean. There's nothing on it right now, so I'm nothing I'm, on it. How many how many um, feedback do you have on your on so your name? All I have a lot of great feedback, but it's all as a buyer. I have bought a ton. It's, all, and, it's um, all as a buyer. Yeah, and so this would be the, so you know that was part of the that was part of the 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 challenge that I kind of when I was talking to you about this is like man, this would be cool to get like a, a very fresh. Uh, 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 eBay store that's first time cards are being introduced because I've done comics and stuff like that and then see kind of what in a year's time what kind of happens to it in a year's time um, that's kind of was my thought process on, on going down this road I was going to say let me, let me have a kickoff and then see kind of, kind of monitor it and see how it does in a year and I want to use a lot of the software and algorithms that, that you have set up on, um, on the, uh, on the Patreon stuff. Cause on, on there you have lots of little like things that you, if you're a Patreon member, you can get like, um, you know, you have access to like the different data that you, that you provide for us, uh, when to put things on a sale and so on and so forth. So I want to kind of use that to see how that helps grow the store. 100%, 100%. And that's uh, patreon.com slash football cards that Ryan is referring to. We got a lot of stuff going on over there. Um, but I would say, from, so that's great that you have. So that's the first tip. If you guys are brand new to uh, buying and selling uh, football cards on eBay, the largest marketplace for sports cards, you can build feedback as a buyer. Uh, when you click into it, it won't have specific feedback on you as a seller. But as a buyer, you can start to get this number built up. And the, and the better that this is, the more that you'll start to get recognized as a reputable uh, person, whether it is a buyer or a seller. And so, um, and, and then, and you got good cards. So this is, this is the other thing I want to look at here. These pictures, pictures are arguably the second biggest thing on eBay guys. And 
this person right here did not take appropriate pictures. You got to take a picture of the card raw. You cannot see print lines, defects. You cannot see the edges as well. You can't see the surface as well. You can't see anything as well as if it was just a raw card. So I am totally a proponent of the, the one touch because it does make it look classy. It makes it look nice. It highlights the, some of the features of the card. It, it makes it look like you protect it well, but you can't see all the details. You've got to take a picture of it raw as well. That's a big, big takeaway of looking at this listing specifically right here. Yeah. So what I did is, uh, is actually I, I built a little spot in my garage where I've kind of staged a little like stage to put to take my cards so take my pictures from my cards i'm going to make sure that the that the that these that the shadows are not you know that, that are right i have the decent lighting so that you can see you know kind of what the card looks like but then there's a spot to go next to there to take like close-up pictures of the actual card themselves because you know these cards they don't you know they, it's you they're in a they're in a pack you know it's hard to get stuff out did you look at the at the uh did you look at the description on there? Did it say it had anything in there? No, it didn't say anything. Huh. I want to see. If this, I don't know if this was actually the, uh, if it was the Josh Allen or if it was a different one. It might. Oh, yeah, it is the Josh Allen. Huh. Yeah. So it has like this. And I've looked at other, I've looked at other listings and they've, they've said it on there and other listings. Um, but it's, it, it's actually down toward the bottom. Sorry. I thought it was at the top. It's down toward the bottom um, of the card. And it's just got, I mean, you know, I'm new to get the whole grading thing, but like right on over his name, the Allen name, like, like right through the E and the N, there's like some print line or something going on there. And I've seen hmm. three or four listings that have said the same thing. Now, the, the, one, the one thing I'll ask you, have you gone and tried to find a PSA 10 of that card to see if it had the same I have not. characteristic? So that I is, that is uh, one tactic that I always recommend if you're curious if that is something that is consistent, like it's on every card. Maybe it's just part of the design for some reason. It's like a Panini defect. And there's some things like print lines yeah. that PSA will overlook. Yes, yeah, so there's a 10. So let's pull this bad boy up. Doesn't look like a great picture, but we can zoom in. So where, yeah. where exactly it did be, you... It would be like, it'd be over the, an Allen name over the E and the N right around there on the bottom. And it would be, yeah, I don't see it on that one. So maybe... Is it horizontal or vertical? It's, it's up and down. Okay. I do see, if you look closely here... And it's it's hard to see, guys, but uh, I do see a little bit of a line even in this picture. E. Yep, right the below e. the E. Yeah, yep. you can see a, you can see a, a line there. Yeah, so like they might know about it, and maybe they overlooked that particular item. It's well, something. yeah, PSA does overlook print lines on certain sets, certain inserts because they're very common. A lot of times, so they're right part there. You of the see, manufacturing. You can see process. right there. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can see how this card is a PSA ten. So and it's going right through the, the the Buffalo's head right there. You can see it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely part of the card. Does not look like it's um, it's part of the slab at all. So this is a great way to hmm. kind of gauge your gauge what so, what you could potentially get a uh, as a PSA ten. 
Yeah, and I don't see many. Is there, are there any others? Pro- probably not. If I had to guess, is probably a uh, very low pop. Uh, single single digits, and the rest maybe not even back yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I mean, like that one got through, but maybe they don't all get through, whatever. Because I don't know if like in cards, it's probably similar to like it is in comics. And if if the guy who's grading your your book, you know, if his girlfriend was mad at him like, the night before and made him sleep on the couch and like that, you're gonna get a bad grade the next day. You are going to get, yeah. Um, so I was, I was looking at this comment here from James. He sold his 1,000 item on eBay today. Most of that has been cards since finding the quest two years ago and only a handful of auctions. Let's go, James. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, so that stuff to work is awesome. Yeah, I'm so a- I am, I'm, I'm happy uh, to get your store started guys these are going to be uh weekly shows that we do right now during the off season it, it'd probably be something like uh tonight like monday night we're able to get our schedules to match up we both have uh, busy work and family schedules so we got our schedule to match up tonight we're going to keep it to a, a tight one hour and we want to go through these tips and tricks we want to answer live questions from you guys in the chat if you have any about um about cards we want to help ryan prioritize um, so the other thing I'm curious, we got to ask you, Ryan, do you play fantasy football? Oh yeah. I actually, uh, so the first time I, I, uh, I saw your show was earlier as this last football year and you were doing under underdog or is it underdog or what's the, the, the dog? Yes, we, we are affiliated partnered with there. It's up this, yeah. this corner underdog fantasy, underdog fantasy.com. That's where we do all of our best ball drafts, man. We love doing playing best ball. So I started, I did that for the first time on, on your show at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I I've been playing fantasy football for a long time, 15 plus years. Uh, one of my leagues I've been in since the beginning. I'm still in it today. And typically I I'm in like, I don't have any any um, any uh, what they call it, dynasty leagues. I guess they call them like re, you know perpetual. But um, uh, I'm in like usually somewhere between four. I keep it about four. Going to five is difficult. Uh, four is difficult. It's having two kids now, but uh, usually about three or four a year. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, and and that's why we play more best ball. Uh, that's why I play more best ball. You know, because I don't have to worry about start sit decisions on a weekly basis. I don't have to make those waiver wire moves on Tuesday. Remember to do that for all my leagues and then set the rosters. No, I just draft a big team before the season. And the draft is so much fun. If I focus on that, get that right. Now I got a big team and it's just optimized every week by underdog automatically. And then I've got a chance to either beat my friends in a private league or take down a big tournament that they have like Best Ball Mania 4 that's uh that's over 15 million dollars in prizes man their biggest tournament ever and and you can get a hundred percent instant deposit bonus with promo code quest guys we're going to be doing another live underdog uh draft later this week we're going to be doing every week from uh here until the season starts and i'm i'm now working on uh, my quarterback rankings a wide receiver running back tight ends all that stuff and uh, getting those hype index fleshed out so we can really hone in on helping you prioritize selling your cards but with optic coming out in a few weeks i feel that those downtown downtowns they get up yeah those should be your first listings and i'm a big fan of uh listing in a buy it now ryan because 
you know, one, if you're doing an auction and you don't have um, a big reputation as a seller, yeah, chances that's are, that's what I'm scared yeah, of. They're not going to, people aren't going to respect you enough. They're not going to know you enough. eBay is essentially a social media platform where you can also buy and sell. And so pictures are a big thing. Seller reputation is huge on there. So if you're running an auction as a, just a little baby store, chances are you're going to get pushed down in the algorithm and people click on that and they're, they're going to see that you have only a few feedback and they're going to get a little nervous. Now, of course, if the price is good enough, they're going to, they're going to roll the dice and take that chance. Just like I would, if I saw your Josh Allen downtown ending for under a hundred dollars, heck yeah, man, I'm going to go in, try and snipe it. But if yeah. it was in a buy it now, now all of a sudden, you know, you can you can negotiate with people. You can have people message you, ask you about details on the card. You can send them, respond additional messages. You can also require immediate payment. Um, I see this comment yeah. in the in the chat from a Chad. So this is one thing. If you guys have watched some of my most popular videos and uh, I, this was a total discovery with the help of Carter Bryant, my other co-host on the QuestCast, that taking pictures of your card in a one-touch do add value. And I've showed it time and time again. The problem is there are some buyers out there that then expect that one-touch to be shipped with the card. And even if you put it in the description, and I put it every single description, like I have a, a boilerplate description in my sticky notes app on my computer ryan that says and I'll, I'll i'll pull it up on the screen because i use the same thing every time but even even with this they can still potentially claim that that's false advertising and the one of one of the problems that with ebay is they will side with the um with the buyer hmm. nine out of ten i think yeah, I, you know, I, I've heard that uh, the one touch, you know, I put a lot of my a lot of stuff in here in one touch because I do want I like it to look good. And, you know, I just think it looks way better in that. And so if it's a if it's I have a like criteria of what gets a one touch and what doesn't. Um, but I, I, I guess I go with, you know, being able to take raw pictures too, not only in one touch, but to have extra pictures in raw. Maybe I could I could take pictures on a stand and say, like, well, I didn't include the stand either. You can expect me to stand as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Did you expect me to ship the whole photo box yeah. with this? <laughs> and this is kind of small font here, so I don't know if I can really blow that up. But uh, let me see. So yeah. this is basically what I. This is what I. This is what I. Um, what I put in every. Every single listing I put. Yeah, and I and my plan is I I would like to start things at a dollar. You know, at some point when I get when I seem to get a little more, because I I do have a lot of feedback, and I, I would hope that people would see that if I got good uh, seller feedback that I, or buyer feedback that I kind of keep the same seller feedback, but um, uh, uh it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see how long I can it'll be before I can start doing like dollar starts and stuff. Yeah, I, I try to make it to where it's it's very like I had a person message me the other day on a, a Justin Jefferson optic hollow. He's like, is this a little surface defect in the bottom right of the car that I'm seeing or or is that what is that? Um, and so I took additional photos of the car. And I'm like, man, I, I think so. It's not coming off. 
I mean, it might be like I I I want to try and avoid the the refund claim and go through that whole process as much as possible. Because, for example, if you sold your Josh Allen like at the end of this week and somebody bought it and then a week after that. So now we're talking two weeks. You mailed it out. It takes another week to get to that person. Now they claim this had a sur- has a surface defect that they they didn't agree to. They didn't think was on there. They want a refund. Now they they send it back. They have like another week to do that. And then you, all the ults come out. Yeah, and then all the optics come out, and you potentially miss a window of opportunity. So ideally, I'd rather sell it to somebody that is completely one hundred percent satisfied with the the purchase up front and i think it's it's you know depending on how much volume you end up selling it's not gonna happen a ton unless you're just that's why it's important to really if someone's you know making a a lowball offer uh definitely want to click into their name and like check their feedback and stuff um that's the crazy thing with the, with the card situation, you know, like I, I think I told you before in comics for there to be a no pay or for someone to slow, pay, maybe slow pay, you know, but for someone to, to, to win something and not pay on it, it's like so rare. It's like you, you, you'll get blackballed. You'll get like, you don't want to get ruined, your name ruined in the, in the community. Cause just, if that happens, you're just, it just makes it 10 times harder to get to get what you're trying to find. But in in cards, it's so prevalent. It's so it's it's like a it's like a it's like someone dealing with mosquitoes. Like it's like they're they're there. You're just gonna deal with them, you know. And it's so weird that it's like it's almost accepted that that's gonna happen at you know point. Dealing with mosquitoes, yeah. So we've start we've actually started a channel in our Discord that's called eBay Buyers and Sellers to Avoid. And I mean, the channel's the channel's active. The channel is active because we're constantly posting up people in there, like this guy that screwed Chad over. You know that uh, that I mean, Chad put it in all caps, even in all caps, and the guy gave him negative feedback um, on that. Or the guy that I dealt with that you know I sold oh. him the the Brees Hall, and then Brees Hall tears his ACL. Hey, he's and not he, it. <laughs> And he wants, of course, he wants to return, man, because the price values dropped after that. And uh, that, you know, that kind of stuff happens. Little did he know he could just hold the card. And now that Rodgers is on the Jets, that card's going to be worth even more Um, heading into this season as Brees Hall is only heading into his second year. You should tell tell him a message and say, thank you for returning that card, by the way. (laughs) It's actually (laughs) going to work out out in my favor (laughs) anyways. Um, You have a good question that maybe other folks have asked. Uh, or maybe you've said talk to you before talk about but i heard you and your other co-host before uh what's his name um the the gentleman that you do that does the uh he's he does a lot of college college uh oh carter carter yeah so when you're doing ebay sales you say usually you try to coach to start if you're going to do an auction start it at one but uh started at a buck but like someone myself it's like if you start if you start an auction and you start it too high, then you're you're gonna get frowned upon versus if you just did it as a buy it now at a higher price. Is would you my 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 view on it is that if you start an auction 
at not a dollar, but closer to what a buy it now price would be still under, but closer to what a buy it now price would be. It gives the opportunity for some, uh, uh, some people that want to purchase that particular card instead of someone jumping, beating them to the gun, to the punch, it gives them an opportunity to try to win the card if they choose to not so much as a, Oh, I want to try to uh, get the most money out of it, but does it give the opportunity to the buyers that are, that are out there? So are you talking about, for example, we have, uh, this this same seller that that was the guy that didn't have the raw photo of the Josh Allen downtown. This guy has a ninety dollars starting auction ending uh, next Monday night, so a week from now. If, uh, starting that ninety dollars, or he's got to buy it now at one hundred and sixty dollars. Are you talking about doing something like this? Because if we were to actually look at what the uh, the value of this card is currently for um for herbert i mean he's now he's valued i i would i would have to put like the 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 value of his base rated rookie uh psa 10 lower than that of burrows burrows is currently at 130 he's hmm. the top dog from the 2020 class right now we'll see um, yeah the one third, the one sixty is way over. It's over. That's overpriced, right? That's not. That's not. That's too much for that particular car. At least if you're if you're comparing. To yeah. That, yeah. But I mean, his current trend is seventy. So when I when I see something like there's an eighty dollar buy it now, that's pretty much the best you're gonna get. Yeah. Eighty dollar buy it now. That was yesterday. So, so when I see yeah. something that's starting at ninety, so okay, even if this guy were to start his auction at eighty dollars. That doesn't even make sense. Huh. This well, this A, I look at him like, okay, he's a brand new seller, so he doesn't really know how to comp cards. B, he may clearly doesn't really want to sell this card. Yeah. Uh, he's wasting his time even doing an auction. He's not going to get any bids on this card because anybody with half a brain is going to go look at the sold items. You don't have to have the Keep Them web app that we have, uh, that, that all the patrons have access to. You can actually find this data just by digging through eBay sold items using the sold items filter down on the, yep. the left-hand side of any search result um, or on your phone app. You just go to more filters and it's right there, sold items, and it you can click on me. that. It owes me so much, too, to have so much clutter in the background. It's <laughs> the crap out of me. Yeah, that's not ever a good idea either. Yeah, because it takes away – because you got to – when you're when you're scrolling on eBay, you're only seeing a little thumbnail, you know. So you're looking at a little thumbnail, it just just definitely does not help that card stand out. Um, yeah. What you're trying to do, you know. So he's not going to get any bids on this card. So that's not what you're talking about, right? You're talking about starting an auction at Yo, what the buy it now would be, right? Like like if that if that has a buy it now at eighty, start an auction at like sixty, and then you have a buy it now, but uh, you know. So that because it's kind of it's kind of low, it's lower. It gives room for for people to kind of get you know to take a swipe at it if they're wanting that card, um, versus like uh, but instead of set it but but instead of starting it at like a dollar because a dollar is so low, you have a very you know being new, you have a very big chance that you could get screwed. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chad's answer here. Dude's just got the card listed to prove to his wife that he's selling it. Hey babe, I'm trying over here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knowing she's never going to look up what they're what they're currently comping for, I I find that interesting. You know, 
ultimately i think the best way to do auctions is uh starting at 99 cents to to initially draw people in because there's people that will that that, that research on ebay every day and they're going through listings if they find one at 99 cents even if it's ending a week from now they will go ahead and put in a bid and what that does is it sends them a notification whenever it goes up and now it's like they're 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 setting their threshold because they know what it comps at they know they want it why not go ahead and put in their max bid and then as the week progresses that card's going to end up closing for market value uh regardless so it's like yeah, they're but- you're kind of you're kind of creating this bidding more i'm afraid that if you set it for if you set it for 60 now if you had the buy it now option there of 80 i guess you you could potentially as that, yeah, that man, that's that's a tough one. The timing's got to be right. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot and potentially someone click to buy it now when you could have got more in the auction. Um, but I guess if you're doing just an auction and you've comped it out based on what the buy it now solds are going for and you're starting a little bit lower, you would get some people in because they can see what the the average sold value is currently for that card, especially yeah, a popular like a card. card or something like that. Like you might come in lower, but really I think at the beginning, one of the things I'm trying to do is also let people know that I'm not going to be overpricing or anything, that it's going to be a place that they can come to and find, maybe I'll find the card that they're looking for at a price that they're willing to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's an interesting strategy. One that I think would be great if we actually uh, tested it out if uh, if you want to be the guinea pig there's one there's hey, one thing that i've heard from uh so you have a lot of players that you're not really interested in or passionate about right because of if all it's the boxes falcons, yeah if it's not falcons it's like uh it's pretty much on the block is is Bijan robinson gonna be your uh super that collection guy. pc so guy he'll be who i'll be going after next year yes <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice so so you have all these guys, and I've heard that uh, from a lot of uh, guys that rip a lot of boxes and packs that there's like a player that follows them, and they always happen yeah. to like pull the same guy out of every pack, and it's like a, you know, like a random guy. Do you have a guy like that? Oh, yeah. I have a couple of them, actually. So I wonder if I have – I think I have a couple of them right here, actually. One of them is uh, – he's a, he's a, uh, a tight end. <laughs> For he's a rookie tight end for um for the Cardinals McBride Terry McBride I think his name is yeah of course I know Trey McBride uh, starting tight end for the Cardinals yes he's uh I have trying to look if I have the it's right here I think hold on a second uh, yeah it's right here somewhere yeah I have uh, he follows me hold on I gotta say this is it's just crazy. And they follow you. Yeah, you, you find that. I, I I like Trey McBride, the player, but you compare him to this year's tight end draft class, eh, maybe not so good. But, I mean, the guy was pretty good at uh, Colorado State. He is a second-round draft pick from last year. Uh, best comparable to Heath Miller, but he plays for the Cardinals, so it's like, mm. so yeah, I got, you know. Yeah, I got Trey McBride on lock. Uh so uh, this is like one of the this is one of those class I guess this is called the classic it's one of the hobby boxes I got so that's a cool looking card, um, but then I think this was the first auto I got of his. Uh, so I got Turn of the Century. Auto. Turn of the Century is from Elite and a set early, released early in the season. Very popular insert. Great card. 
and this was out of a blaster, I'm pretty sure. Um, but then <laughs> I got three of the select ones, all the same card, just different versions of it. These were all pulled out of packs. <laughs> so, yeah, he follows me. Um, one of them's number looks like the, the 49, but it's the same one, just red, white, and then a silver. Um, and then one of the other ones that follows me, God, man, I wish I could shake him too, is Pierre <laughs> Strong for the, for the, for the New England Patriots. This guy, I got like, I can't tell you how many of his autos and cards I have ran them all over the place. I wish it was someone cool. Like, why can't I get like London to follow me somewhere? Well, right? so Pierre Strong, he does have some up uh, upside, you know, there. He runs a sub 4-4, incredibly fast guy, but he's only 5'11", uh, 207, and he, he was not drafted until the fourth round of last year. But he, he plays for the Patriots, so this is promising, and the Patriots didn't spend – any significant uh, draft capital. Actually, they didn't spend any draft capital this year on running back, which is uh, a big deal because normally they do, right? You Ramadre Stevenson, clear leader in the backfield there. They bring in James Robinson, who's a UDFA. Really, you could he may be just a, a one-year wonder type of guy. He hasn't been able to get back to struggle with injuries, and uh, he doesn't have the draft capital really warrant these types of contracts or opportunity. And they got a big dude named Kevin Harris. But right now, Pierre Strong is their secondary running back. So if anything happens to Ramadre Stevenson, Pierre Strong's going to be the, the guy there. Could potentially have a big backs, breakout this year. Yeah, how many running backs do you know from, from the Patriots? Well, I mean, I'd say like uh, Steven Jackson, LeGarrette Blunt, kind of. Yeah, come but to mind they, as, they, they did stuff other places. But not at the Patriots. Patriots never run the ball, man. They they never now they now they did with Brady. So maybe with with Mac or I don't know if Mac's gonna make it through or not. Whoever. Uh, they brought in Bill O'Brien. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's gonna be a little bit better oh, play yeah. calling this year. A little bit more dynamism than uh, last year with Matt Patricia calling plays. But the whole thing for me is, look, young guy, super fast, and plays for the Patriots. You check those three boxes, and all of a sudden, his cards have the potential to go up exponentially in value from one game. Let's say it's a Monday night game, a Thursday night game. The Patriots get put in a lot of primetime game scenarios, and Ramadre goes down the first quarter. This guy, Pierre Strong, comes on the field, scores a couple tutties. All of a sudden, his values are going to go up 10x in that one game waiting. that night. I'll be waiting. <laughs> I have a bunch of him and McBride. I can... And so that's the beauty of – and I love the Pierre Strong over McBride because Pierre's a second-year running back on the Patriots versus a second-year tight end on the Cardinals. And uh, Pierre Strong runs a 4-3-7. Like, let's go. You know, so uh, I, I like that. That's Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's another reason to have it in a buy it now because you can take uh, a Pierre Strong and say, okay – this is what a Brees Hall is currently selling for. I'm not expecting him. I'm not. Look, look, I would never, ever say uh, to to value Pierre Strong's dynasty fantasy value the same as uh, Brees Hall. But when it comes to cards, you can capitalize on a news event, a media event. And that yeah. is 
uh, most notably like a primetime game or even the opening weekend or something, even down the stretch anytime this season, if uh, a rookie player, which Pierre Strong would be viewed as a rookie player for the Patriots, comes out and has a big game, uh, all of a sudden his values will spike because of FOMO or fear of missing out. And that's when you can capitalize on those impulse buyers if your listing's in a in a buy it now. So honestly, I I mean I, I it's not the upside's not there right now, mm-hmm. uh, but it it will be for for that guy potentially. There's a good chance. Like that's a solid chance. Like you know. So I'm yeah, glad I just uh, I, I I have everything kind of I've separated you know the players. I'm now making boxes just of quarterbacks and then receivers and then. Like and then and then uh, running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks, and then I'm starting to do some defense now because I got some like some uh, some sauce uh, autos and small or short or, you know little or small uh, numbered series and some uh, who's the guy from the the Lions? I got a bunch. Of, I got a few autos of him too. And Jamison Williams? No, not the receiver. The def- defensive guy. Oh, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go, baby. Hometown hero right there for the Lions, man. Uh, big yeah. rookie season. Yeah, I cast it on my Ramad. Yeah, that's, yeah, I started pulling Ramad, the Ramad. Actually, I I got a bunch of his because he he's fairly new. Too. I got a bunch of his rookies and whatnot as well. That's awesome, man. So well, I got yeah, I got uh, a lot of players. I got a lot of cards for a lot of players, and that's and, and you know my biggest thing too. I really like to try to help out the collector. Um, I want to be able to be there for the collector, and and, and you know so. If you're, if you, you know, my store is called Rhinoverse on eBay and, but, uh, and I have Rhinoverse all through all platforms. But, um, if, if someone lets me know that they're collecting that particular like player or, or, or team or something like that, I'll usually do what I can to give them a sweet deal because I want to be able to bring it to the, I want to be able to bring product to the collector. And cause just, cause that's what I would want done for me as well. And, and that's what that's another uh, benefit of our Discord. We do have the patron card market. Everybody's vetted in there. They all have a little bit of skin in the game. I mean, even if you're in the base uh, uh, tier that we have, it's $6 a month. So you have some vested interest, and you know that everybody in there um, is more or less vetted, and you have this accountability. Um, and so we do have a patron card market, and I'm the same way. Anytime anybody wants to make a deal with anything in my eBay store, I will give them that 15% discount, maybe more depending on uh, how, how much I get to know them and how much I know that they are like into that player and stuff. And so uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here, Ryan. I think we've covered a lot in this initial episode and I'm excited next week to like really dive into your eBay store and start pricing out some of these cards for you. And I think, um, you know, your homework this week, you know what it is, man. Get those downtowns listed, baby. Get them up in there. Yeah, for sure. I'll get some good pictures up of them on there. Um, and anyone from the from the show, if you if you uh, hit up the eBay store and you let me know that you saw the show and whatnot, you know, we'll, 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 I'll work with you on, uh, on what it is. I want to be able to be one of the good sellers to those that are collectors for sure. Yep. Yep. But we appreciate you guys. Flaps TV, Chad, Bob. Eclipse, yeah. James, appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Joe, I love that Joe. Curtis Martin, bald as a patriot. That's true, man. That's true. That's a good one, brother. Uh, so appreciate you guys. And I uh, look forward to the next episode sure, of Ryan's Store Review. The Rhino verse on eBay. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Peace. Later.